Welcome to another edition of The Rant, presented by RefereeRant.com. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. This episode is another flag football one. It's with Sauce, Joe Salito, one of my OGs from my early days in flag football. Uh, we have a wide range of topics, and we met at San Marzano in Merrick, New York. Uh, this was early December. Uh, we talked about his uh, flag football experience playing, uh, transitioning into being a referee, and ultimately choosing a family life and leaving the game of officiating behind. So I hope you enjoyed. He has a lot of wisdom. I apologize for a lot of the audio. Uh, we did it in a restaurant, and it was completely busy on a Saturday night. But I assure you that if you get through it, it's a lot of gems in the episode. So uh, hopefully you enjoy, and here's Joe. Some guys, 
physically demanding, but when you're 22, 23 years old, there's no such thing as being sore. I'm over, yes, but I'm not sore. And, um, and then, you know, once we did that for a couple more years, once the guys started getting into the 30s, having kids, you know, one or two guys stopped playing, next thing you know, we didn't really have a team anymore. So, I love the game. I know my Gagliano started rapping, so he kind of got me in the door. say to you specifically that was like, because I'm pretty sure that you sound like you had an illustrious career if you were MVP of anything. Three, three, three championships some of the tournaments. So yeah, so I hoist the trophies. So what did Mike specifically say that convinced you to to officiate? Because that's, that's, a, that's a big change. You want to make $40 an hour? That was it? Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, so as I was saying, it was kind of a natural transition where a player retires and coaches like Steve Kerr, Magic Johnson, something like that. Jordan's a good example. Uh, but, at, you know, I was getting married, so I needed to supplement the income because we were paying for our wedding. Uh, long days, long Sundays, uh, repping four or five adult games and then hustling over to the nearby school I don't get that feeling anymore. Even if I make a big sale, 
are the keys to uh, being a successful flag football referee? Uh, I think respect for the players. I think the players don't respect you.
I'm still objective. Of course, before the game, but yeah, hey, listen, it's, uh, we're all humans, you know. It's, it's, it, no one's gonna say you're favoring it. You're past that point where they know your style. Well, I just think it's it's mutual respect. You, know, like, you respect that they come out here every Sunday and they want to do it. I think it's crazy sometimes because some of them are kind of near our age. Or, I don't know what they're trying to do. And you know what? Uh, another memory. I want to say a favorite memory. But I remember someone coming up to me saying, uh, I don't know if it was a player or a coach or a parent saying, I appreciate you take this seriously. You know, because somebody, some people just take the dough at the beginning of the game. They, they run the clock. You know, they're on the cell phone. They miss a play. They're eating candy while, uh, you know, the, the game is going on. But those are compliments I like. People right. notice that. I'm vested in the game. For that hour, I'm not on my phone. I'm with them. You're paying me to do the job. I'm going to do the best I can. Hey, I'm not going to get every call, right? I may miss a call. And I'll tell you, a lot of times, like, hey, Joe, who's holding that play? You know what? I, 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 did, I think I did see him hold that. I guess I missed it. Okay, Joe. Like, you know, like, you know, you got to just know when you got to paint the picture. I remember when I met you, and I remember you were impressed and I think you were impressed because... You took it seriously? Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about people that don't take it serious. What are your what are your strategies when, when George or whoever signs the games, they, they end up giving you somebody that's a dead weight? I know, I got to carry the weight. Yeah. I got to carry the And that, that probably has happened to you for 80% of the games that you've done. I'll get on the line, you go down the field, so I'm going to take the line. You kind of act like they, they're not there. strategies would you say because it's kind of a weird position because I don't know for me I kind of size somebody up and say like okay he doesn't want it he doesn't want to elevate himself and, and not elevate himself to you know be the top ref in this thing but just have personal pride in yourself that you know you're doing a good job in that particular game so I know for me uh, it's still difficult for me to speak to somebody you know frankly and try to get them to my level because if they don't care it's I'm not going to force somebody to you know, You'll know when you first meet. One other memory, I'll give you a great example. First year, I'm doing the backfield. Team likes to throw bombs. Throwing 30, 40, 50 yard passes downfield. I'm running with the receivers and the D backs. You never see that. You'll see someone, you'll see a back judge make a call from 20 yards be down the field because they were out of shape or they couldn't keep up with the play. They, they didn't anticipate, they didn't see the play coming. And they're calling the flag from 20 yards down the field. Or they're not throwing the flag because they're not. I used to take pride in being, like, literally right next to the receiver and the cornerback, you know, and, like, watching the ball come down. Did the nose of the football touch the ground? Like, only things that you could see if you were right there in the perfect angle. And it was kind of an ego thing to me because they would see me as a ref, you know, and they would see my athleticism or... Athleticism? Or, yeah. <laughs> or that I could keep up with them in some capacity. Uh, like, wow, this, this ref must have played me. What I'm talking about, people didn't know me. This ref must have played me before because he just kept up with me and was down the field with me or something like that. You know? so, I think that was pretty cool. What, can, you, can you remember or describe any super sticky situations that you had as a ref that you really had a handle in? Yeah, all being surrounded and almost going to do it in this way. Let's yeah. hear it. Naming names on here? No. Yeah, you don't have to. No. So uh, I got assigned to, it was Lawrence, I don't know the name. 
Asian football, which is the worst to rap because if you rap in A and B, these guys know the game. They're going to play pretty clean. They respect each other. The division is guys who think they should be in A. They don't know the rules. They're not good enough to be in A. Dirty, cheap shots. Like, they all think they should be in the NFL. Now, this is eight man, right? Or is this five man? It's eight man. Same time, if I have 
one that's really skilled and one that's really not skilled. I got to control the game in a different way. Uh, and it's an art. It's an art. You're a director out there. Yeah. It's, um, basketball's a lot of smoke. I'll give you a perfect example. Two weeks ago, I had a uh, game at uh, Archbishop Stepanek. They won the, uh, the league championship last year. Yeah. There was uh, 35 dunks in the game. There was one, one, one kid who dunks it all the way from, like, in between where the rim was and where the free throw line was. He dunks it and hits the back of the rim, travels 60 feet the other way. So no basketball. So he misses it. Some, the, a defender catches it in stride, takes one dribble, and he double pumps it and dunks it and hangs it. So it's like, first of all, I can't believe I'm doing this. Just get to the point where you're so comfortable. Did he argue? Uh, uh, they oh, they don't argue. With me. Because you know, I have, I kind of have a boyish face. So you know, early on, I always made a point, especially like in flag football, that I wanted to work on my presentation of not looking mean, but just going like, I know what I'm doing. I'm qualified to be here, so I don't want me being young to be an issue. Not that I was young at the time. You know, the perception of somebody looking young and showing that they're unsure of things. Now, let me ask you something. I did see you about a year and a half ago referencing the cross. I looked a little fish out of the water, only oh, because yeah. you never played them. Yeah, so um, I kind of just got it, got into lacrosse by accident. Uh, in that particular game, I wasn't really focused you on. You agree that. Yeah, and I mean, I still do lacrosse, but I do, I do good games now. I mean, uh, like I did Chaminade St. Anthony's last year. Like I said, as you do basketball more, you start to feel like nothing else is as difficult. Yeah, I, I can see that. So, what were you doing at that lacrosse game anyway? My nephew played for Lindbergh, and I live in Massapequa, so it's kind of a convenient. Is he still playing with you? Oh, yeah. Is he now a junior, senior? No, he's a, he's a freshman. That game you wrecked, that was uh, junior high school, so now he's a freshman. So it's a year ago. Okay. And he's, what school is he going to now? He's wrestling now. He's won, he just won his match. So he's a, he's a good athlete. Oh, yeah. So I kind of live by Karis to do that because I have three kids. So interesting that you said that, that you saw me in the cross and you just wrestling. Do you even, do you kind of still check the referees or no? You're just hands off when, when you're watching. You just watch the play or do you still have the referee mind when you're like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
I've never really seen it. And football, I've never seen a player argue with them. Like, no, no, not face to face. They'll argue like, oh, what kind of call is that? But have you ever seen an NFL player get in a referee's face? Never. Not really. They, they just kind of go, like, that's not right. right. That's natural. Major League Baseball, of course, you see managers get in umpire's faces all the time. NBA, maybe the coaches yell at the No, there's players that get physical with the refs. Interesting. Hockey. You'll never see a hockey player argue with the referee. It's just part of the culture. First of all, I, I think that the NHL refs, bar none, are the best officials in the world. It's, first of all, you have to skate as fast as the player. But not even skate. You have to be proficient at skating, meaning like backwards, back, forward, yeah. back skating, going up the boards, looking at it. It's incredible. And a rink looks big on television, Ralph. You know, a rink is very small when you have 10 players and then three reps. Yeah. It's actually four reps. Two reps at the line. Really? Yeah. There's 14 people on that very small ice. Oh, I didn't know. So that. it's kind of like a dance. you got to know, you know, there's specific places where you have to be. Yeah, NHL is nuts. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But it's part of the hockey culture not to argue with the referee. It's, it's something that I would have aspired to <laughs> had I known how to skate, but I don't know how to skate. But, you know, uh, you know what I love about it, though? Hockey, and uh, we're kind of digressing a little bit, you can make a bad call in hockey, but the other team still has to put the puck in the net. So you can make a bad call in the wow, but they still got to earn it. Contributing to what they call unearned runs or unearned points, right? You can make four bad, you can make 16 bad small strike calls and walk in a run. You can call a hold in the end zone on a meaningless hold and call a couple of safety. Right? What other, what other sport? Uh, you, said, you said football, basketball? Uh, soccer. Soccer, not so much. Soccer, you probably have that already. Set up someone for a penalty kick, yeah. right? One on one. I mean, that's true. You know, but hockey, you can get bailed out. You know, if you make a bid. Hockey's hockey's a great, great sport. Um, I, I honestly wish I could ref it. Like that, if there's one thing that I could like try to learn, it'd be that. But but even you know, if you make a bad call in basketball, they still got you know other than a goal penalty or something like that. But they still got to hit free throws. And people are what 80 percent free throws, so it's not like not always. No, no, I mean, you, you get. You get Never gonna do summer baseball because I'm not wearing gray pants outside 
85 degree weather and for no three fun. hours. No yeah. I, for three hours, I can do four basketball games, be done, and wear shorts. Right. Like it's just a no-brainer for me. No, but baseball's fun. Baseball, it opens a different part of your brain. It, uh, there's a lot of patient calls. Same thing with flag football. There's a lot of patient things that you have to do. Basketball's more like I saw it, I call it. And we're I on can't to the next imagine play. being an umpire at like junior high when the kids just go to 60 feet mounds and the kid can't throw a strike. There's no clock. How do you move that game? It's a two-hour time limit for middle school, but I'll say that the town that you live in, Massapequa, it's like a feeder for great baseball kids. They, um, they just renovated Burner Middle School. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. beautiful. You know, that used to be the high school, right? Yeah. yeah. It used to be the high school. And then there's another field. I forget where it is. But, man, every time I do Massive People in Middle School, they're awesome. They're really good. They're just, like, really into it. The kids can all feel. Yeah. You just appreciate when you see young kids knowing the game of baseball. Because baseball is very tricky. Like, But still, you still get that. I, re- I remember. I was a pitcher in Little League, Ralph. 45 feet. As soon as we got to seventh grade, that was it. I got lost your superpowers. Got kicked to the outfield because <laughs> I, I just couldn't. You know, not not even uh, not even pitching. I remember the throw from shortstop was like an eternity. Like I didn't I didn't have the arm. I was a puny little kid. I, I didn't have the arm to make that throw from deep short in first base. That's so crazy that um, you don't have the desire to rep. I get it, but I'll just say that it was always a pleasure to work with you.
the one who jumped the ball, but it doesn't really matter when you're there. It's, it's not really anything. Sometimes it's like kind of a cheap thing where, you know, I was working with a guy at 65 years old. He first started officiating basketball in 1981, and uh, he wanted to jump because he only wanted to save himself, but that's not to say he was a slouch. He was going up and down, no problem. He was into the game, made nothing but accurate calls, and he was really a good person to learn from. But back to what I was saying, um, you know, like when we do flag football, maybe one girlfriend might watch, but she's really not watching. She's on her phone, right? Maybe some parents are there, but, you know, they don't really understand what's going on. When you got 400 people, 75% of them are the student body, including the athletic director of the school, including the other coaches within the building, the faculty members. But you got to keep calm within yourself and say, you know what, I'm prepared for this. I've done this hundreds of times. So this is no different from zero people being here. Because at the end of the day, it's just basketball. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to make the calls that I see, and that's it. But just to show you how crazy it is, final waiting seconds of, of the first quarter. This kid, like five seconds left, he just dribbles to the right, does a crossover, shoots a three-pointer from the right side, right, nothing but net. I'm right below the, uh, below the basket, so I don't see it. All I can hear is the You see the student body all just converge on the ball. Like, oh! And it's like, I can't believe that once upon a time, I did this as flag football sideline. And here I am, doing all these crazy games and getting paid for it. So, it's so fulfilling, you know? So, you mentioned something that you're almost going to be in college. I got a couple of steps left, though. D3, and then you start. Yeah, it's, it's still, still climbing the mountain. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's anything. And, you know, it, I kind of demystified it because I feel as though, you know, the more reps you put in, the more people see that you're taking it serious, the further you're going to get. So it's not it's not as if, you know, it's, it's unwarranted. It's just I put so much time into it. I do it a lot. And that's to concentrate on just basketball? At some point. That's that's what I was saying. My goal is to not do flight football. What is your goal? My goal is to do collegiate basketball or possibly professional, but... College, they only play November, December, January, February, March, and then if, if you really get to the national championship type level, you'll be doing early. So you, you prepare to travel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll probably give you a nice stipend, right? Hotel, food. Yeah, well, uh, Division One, the any game is typically 3500 for one game. So if you do 66 games, it's almost, you know, $250,000. They give you $3,500 a game? $3,500 a game, yep. D1 college basketball. Yes. <laughs> I can't shoot that. That's the goal, man. My goal is because you, you can relate. But you'll be in that conference, though, right? It's like if you're a Big East official, right? Or are you all over the country? That's um, so it kind of depends because they're, all those different conferences have different assignments, so they're different bosses. Um, you try out for one, and then you might get picked up for four games for this. And that's why some people try out for the Pac-12. of that would be, you know, a good schedule. What do you think an NBA Uh Starting salary is one ninety. Uh, could go anywhere up to five hundred thousand. Like a Bennett Salvatore. Yeah, Bennett Salvatore. At the time, when he, he's not doing it anymore, but he was probably making five hundred. And uh, bonus would always be like you know forty, forty six hundred maybe. 
if you do a playoff game, if you get all the way to the finals, you'll make 5000 more. So, yeah, it's not chump change. But at the same time, they deserve that money because they're getting scrutinized. I mean, they're on, they're on TV. Replay, social media. They got to they gotta review film after the game. They have this thing called the last two-minute report where they break down all the film and, and they see what calls they got right. And where were you when you positioning Right, and they also judge you on no a no call. A no call is a transaction as a call. So, in other words, if there's some contact and you make a no call, is that no call right or wrong? Should you have called the foul, or should you have not called the foul? Right. So they're they're heavily scrutinized. So that's why they deserve that. They deserve it. No, the NBA is in basketball I think what I want to do is I want to do girls basketball so that way I'm, you know, you're not going to watch New Mexico and UTEP at 12 a.m. streaming on Fox Fox Sports. Like, I think I'd, I'd rather do that. What type of dough is that? It's $35. It's the same. They make a lot of money. These games are serious. Good for you, man. You look, you look surprised. I'm surprised at that number, yeah. What do you think it was? For a D1 per game? Money does college that uh, oh, college sports oh, right? So thirty five hundred doesn't really sound that crazy because if you're talking about the revenue and which ones you're getting by people in the arena, that's already whatever that number is. Thirty five hundred is a very small slice. Okay, of whatever so what's the number on a D three game? D three is probably Delphi versus St. Joseph Aquinas. That's, that's probably like four hundred. Yeah, okay. that's still pretty good. Listen. Doing flag football for forty dollars is excellent. So it can only go up, right? Just think about it. What other side job can you get that's going to give you forty dollars? If me and you work at McDonald's, it's going to take us four hours to get forty dollars. So even if you're halfway competent and you're not even into it, making forty dollars can only go up when you get hired. And that's really my goal. And you're exercising. My goal is like I don't want to do six flag football games. I want to do one game, one day. And that's it. That's really what my motivation is. I think, I think you have a very good career track. Thanks, man. So, how, how, what's the timeline of you doing the D3 basketball? I might get picked up next year. I mean, I'm doing a lot of difficult games now. And I'm, I'm like to the point where it doesn't phase me at all. Basically, to me, I always say you never know who's watching, right? There might be somebody, you know, like in Nazareth, there might be the athletic director. They might call my assigner, and they know the city Catholic in New York City. Um, that league is like a feeder for Division One college reps, NBA reps. There's a lot of NBA reps that came from there. There's a lot of Division One reps that came from there. You know, a lot of them concurrently do college and that. Like, who's the like? The youngest NBA rep. The youngest NBA rep. There's one. There's a guy that's 32. That's crazy. Yeah, he's pretty good. 32. He's been repping since he was 12. Some people. But also, I don't think about the length of time because how long were you repping flag football? Right. So, but technically, it's not been six years because you did it so many times. Right. So you're not saying you did one game every week. You did six games in a day. Right. 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 And you did 
six different types of games in a day. So, you know, to me, it's like three months really equal one year based on the amount of games. And that's what's great about basketball. There's so many different types of basketball. There's the CYO, fourth grade. There's AAU, right? There's school games. There's girls basketball. There's adult league. So it's such a mixed pot. So that way, when you go through all those experiences, you bring all that together, and then you kind of are ready for anything. What was your first basketball game you ever did? Basketball game I ever did. Um, yes, I did an adult game. No, no, I didn't do an adult game. I did a CYO game. I'll be right goes, all right? Tight, swaggy pants. The other ref was making fun of me because I didn't have the MC Hammer pants. And I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't even know like, who was winning. I didn't know I didn't know what direction people were going. I didn't know what I should do on the jump ball. But the good thing about me was that I was already doing flag football for like two years, three years. So, at least I can fake it and look like an official, but I wasn't ready for it. And I think it's because I was so close to the game and I played it all my life that I really had to separate myself from playing and learning how to officiate. So, when you watch the NBA game now, I watch the rest all day. I only did one post on that because all my friends were upset about the officiating. This new website's going to be comprehensive about you know, different things. So, I like that. I think you're in a very, very good path. I appreciate it, Joe. And I just wanted to say that you have always been an uh, inspiration for me. Um, you know, don't think for once I didn't take what you said to heart. And I think, I don't know if I would ever be where I'm at had I not had people encourage me when I first started. So when you're making, when you're cashing $3,500, be able to buy you, buy you some pizza. <laughs> I reached out to you, right? I didn't forget about you. Where my phone is? Long Island flag. <laughs> I saw it. I texted my daughter. What's up? I, I wrote sauce too, right? So I knew it was me. Where does Pino come from? I'm Filipino, so. Are you still doing Columbus? Uh, mm-hmm. You got a little dynasty going on. We lost this year. It was a down year. It was a down year. Side of their parents to like nurture them and just you know teach them you know, life life I guess life lessons and sports lessons. What do they call you? They just call me Ralph. I keep it very informal. You got anything else? No man. I'm humbled that you uh, want to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah man. 
honored that you did it. Thank you. I appreciate it. You have some good pizza. Yes. All right, we're going to sign out. Thank you, Joe.